0: In the name of Jesus, Amen. Years ago, I visited, uh, on, on my vicarage, I visited a faithful Christian woman who was diagnosed with uh, terminal cancer. And the doctors gave her some hope to recover, but she never did. And during her last days on this earth, I preached the gospel to her and prayed with her. And, and we closed by having uh, of us both pray the Lord's Prayer. And she was dealing with her imminent death really well. Uh, but then when we prayed the words, Thy will be done, she broke down crying. And she knew that even though she would have loved to have had a longer life and spend more time with family and children and have more time on this earth, she knew that God's will was in the end better than hers. And so she prayed this petition with tears in her eyes, knowing that God's will would be done no matter what, and that it was best, even if she didn't understand it. And in fact, this is the most difficult prayer to pray in this world. Thy will be done. This is the hardest prayer for Christians to pray. And it's because we're asking God to not do what we want, but what he wants. And this is is why it's so difficult for us, because we want to be in control. We like to order our life according to our own wants and desires. We like to choose the things we do in life. But when we pray this petition, we ask God to order our life according to his wants and his desires, not our own. And Jesus taught us to pray, thy will be done so that we learn to agree with God's will. And he teaches us to want what God wants, even if that's not what we want initially. There's probably no other topic talked about uh, more among Christians than the will of God. And there's nothing more, uh, uh, no no topic that's more discussed and that people get more wrong than uh, the the will of God. And so many have taught falsely on this topic and led many astray. Uh, So you have to be sure to know what the scriptures say. But when we talk about the will of God, we talk about it in two ways. Uh, The first way is the revealed will of God, that will which He reveals to us. Uh, Understand that there's one will of God, but He reveals part of His will to us. And the other way to talk about God's will is the hidden will of God, the things we don't know. So, the revealed will of God is everything that He's told us in Holy Scripture. And God reveals His will in Holy Scripture and nowhere else. And He chose to reveal His will to us in no other book except the Bible. And although God can, and he has, uh, revealed his will in, in, in other ways that he wants, uh, that is through dreams, through signs and wonders, through angels, through burning bushes, through earthquakes, whatever it might be, he has chosen to no longer reveal his will in these ways, but only through his word. Hebrews chapter 1 says, In many and various ways God spoke to his people of old by the prophets, but now in these last days he has spoken to us by his son. In other words, God has now chosen to reveal his will to us and speak to us only through his word, only through Christ and the words he caused to be written. So if you want to know what God thinks of you and what he's done for you and what he wants you to do, then you read the Bible. God reveals his law and gospel for us. The law tells us what we should do. The gospel gives us what Christ has done for us. And so if you want to know God's will for you, you don't read man's opinions or philosophies or ideas. You don't turn to your own heart or your own experiences or your past to find out God's will for your life. You don't look to your own feelings and try and interpret them. You don't try and interpret coincidences that happen in this life. Instead, to know the will of God, you must read the word of God. Even more, to follow the will of God that he has revealed to us. To follow the will of God is not an easy thing, but it is the right thing. And many times the right thing and the hard thing are exactly the same. So when we pray, thy will be done, we're praying that God would guide us and direct us in our thinking, in our speaking, our living, so that we would live in conformity with his commandments, that we would pray that he gives us everything to believe, that we believe the very words he's given us, to believe that we would do the very actions that, and the good works that he called us to do that we would believe that marriage is the lifelong union between a man and a woman, that life begins at conception that Christ died for the sins of the world, that baptism now saves us, so on and so forth. So all of this is to be said about the revealed revealed will of God, which is the word of God. So you can pick up the Bible and hold in your hand and say, this is everything that God wants me to know. This is the revealed will of God. This is his will that he has given to us. He reveals what we should and shouldn't do in his word. But not everything that God wants and not everything that God wills is revealed at all. Or it's not revealed in the Bible. In fact, God's will is often hidden from us. And we call this the hidden will of God. It's sad that most people reject the revealed will of God when they hear it and instead cling to and try and peer into the hidden will of God. And they have it totally backwards. We should actually cling to the revealed word of God and cling to that and then uh, let go the hidden will of God as something we don't know. But the truth is this, that God hasn't revealed everything to us. And we learn this especially at times of tragedy and terrible loss. God's will is good and gracious but it doesn't seem that way. We lose our job and our income. Our child is born with a severe defect. Fires and floods destroy what we've saved up for. Love turns into betrayal. The ones we love most die. And why? Why am I suffering? Why do I have an illness? Why do I have a cancer? Why is my family falling apart? Why did I suffer this tragedy? God rules over all things, but it doesn't always seem like he's in control. And he doesn't always seem like he's doing the right thing or if he's good. And even though it doesn't seem like he's good and almighty to us, he is. It's in the darkest times and in the greatest sorrow that we can't figure out the will of God. We can only suffer in ignorance of why a loving God would permit evil to fall upon those he loves. So what is God's will for us when we're failing? And what is God's will for us when we're suffering and weeping? And what about when we lose what we've tried so hard to get? What is the good and gracious will of God then when we experience evil and sin and suffering? We can only guess, we can speculate, we can seek out answers, try and find something that's going to pacify us, but we must in humility admit that we are absolutely ignorant of this. Why do we suffer? And for what the the, the, the very specific causes of our suffering and and the very things that we suffer, why are we suffering those very things? We don't know. Why does God permit this suffering to take place? And what is his aim? What is his purpose? What is his goal in all of this? He withholds it from us. He doesn't tell us. He tells us what we need to know and he withholds from us what we don't need to know he simply teaches us to say we know that all things work together for the good to those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose God promises us that everything will be for our good even the things that he hasn't revealed to us and you might ask yes but how how is this so how is it that all that that this suffering that this illness is going to be for my good He doesn't say, but he doesn't need to prove himself to you. And what is that to you? Just trust him. Paul says, what then shall we say to these things, to this tragedy? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? We want answers, but God won't give us the answer. His word is all he gave us. And his word is in fact all we need. To insist on understanding God's hidden will for us is to go to a place that we have no right to go. If you're still bothered by the fact and, 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 and disturbed by the fact that you don't have an answer to this, that you don't have an answer to God by, because of or, or for your suffering, then it's time for you to look outside of your own experience, outside of your own troubles, outside of yourself, and to direct your eyes and ears to the source of your faith. Christ crucified for you. Before you prayed this prayer, thy will be done, Christ prayed it. And before his very bitter suffering and death, he prayed, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And what was this cup that Christ was asking that would be taken away from him? It was the cup of God's wrath and eternal punishment. And so you have to ask, Was it the Father's will that you, insert your name here, is it the Father's will that you would taste the wrath of God, that you would drink this cup? Is it God's will that you would receive eternal punishment? The answer is no. God's will was that Jesus would drink from that cup, that he would be spit upon, that he would be bruised, that he would be mocked, that he would be crucified, so that you would not have to drink from that cup Of damnation when Jesus prayed thy will be done he entrusted our past our present our future into the gracious hands of our loving father when we pray thy will be done we're praying to the one whose will it was to require his beloved son to suffer the damnation that we deserve instead of requiring us to suffer it do we need to know how God will solve our problems and how our suffering will end and how our suffering and tears is actually for our good No, we don't. We need only to know the one who holds our future in his hands. So take comfort in this. You don't know why you suffer. I don't know why you suffer. No one in this earth knows why. But God knows. You're not in control. God is. And his will is better than yours. And he loves you more than you can love yourself. And he knows what is better for you than you do. He knows better whether to send you, whether you need joy or sorrow. And he knows when to give you each. Now we only know in part, but then we'll know in full that God's will for us has always been good and gracious. When we resurrect on that final day, we look back on this life and we can point to all these tragedies and all these sorrows and say for sure that yes, God's will is done and it was for my good. It was to bring me eternal life. Uh, Listen to the words of this hymn, Why Should Cross and Trial Grieve Me? When life's troubles rise to meet me, though their weight may be great, they will not defeat me. God, my loving Savior, sends them. He who knows all my woes knows how best to end them. God gives me my days of gladness, and I will trust him still when he sends me sadness. God is good, his love attends me day by day, come what may, guides me and defends me. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.